0: Hello everyone and welcome to All Blaze, No Glory, the podcast. Um, This is a special feature podcast which is just about the Rugby World Cup coming up and my thoughts on the 23 for the next Scotland game and who that should be. I I put that out on Twitter. Before I get to that though, um, as some of you may or may not know, I coach um, a women's ice hockey team, the Caledonia Steel Queens. They are the only um, women's team in the central belt of Scotland. They... We're the only women's university team, but we're now moving into the league, which means that they'll be available for more girls. Because right, currently, it's only university girls that really get to play in the competitions. Um, so all women, uh, that want to play ice hockey now can play for them. Um, as such, there's new challenges. There's travel. There's obviously higher caliber opposition. Um, but um, the main one is financial. Obviously, the cost of trainings, the number of games has went up. Um, I actually mentioned travel, so um, I'm not going to ask you to buy me a coffee or anything like that, I don't think I really merit it, to be honest, but if you can find it in your heart to buy um, a ticket from Raffle for the Caladonia Steel Queens 50 I'm trying to make the pot as big as possible. The 50-50 is going to be going throughout the Fringe Festival, so it'll finish in um, 28 days um, from, from recording, which is the 31st of July, so it'll finish on the tw- at midnight on the 20, um. 9th of august so it finishes essentially on the 28th um, so if yeah if you could if you could go and buy a ticket it's only three quid um, it's not a lot of money um, and the more people buy the bigger the pot gets and the bigger the chances of big money yeah anyway my 23 um for the france game well first let's look at the italy game and talk about some of the performers that i think that you know maybe made a claim i don't think there were as many um i think from watching the game and being there live, it was very very dull at first. But a lot of World Cup warm up games are very dull at first. They're either really exciting because the defenses are bad, or they're really they're really dull because the defenses are quite good, but the attack has no impetus. Um, so I mean, for me, the sort of standout performances I thought Healy did really well in his first start for Scotland. Um, yeah, there was a couple of mistakes. The attack wasn't great, so you could you could part of that's on him. Um, I don't think he got a lot of help from Ali Price, who I don't think had a great game. And then Dobie coming on, I don't think really helped him. Dobie's an interesting one for me in the World Cup because I think you're kind of almost giving away your game plan by having Dobie in the World Cup squad, um, eh, the warm up squad, because I, I really can't see how he gets in. Um, whereas if you had maybe a Velcott or a Scott Steele or Charlie Chapman or, um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I can really think of, one one of these people that have got a lot more experience at th- or more game time um, during the during the season. I, I could see them maybe making a case for the World Cup, but I think having Dobby there seems like a bit of a token gesture to me. Um, I don't think he's a bad player, I think he's got loads of potential, but he's played a lot of time in the wing for Glasgow. Um Horn and Price have been carrying the load from what I've seen. Um, so, yeah, I'm not entirely sure why he was in this squad, if I'm being honest, and that's no reflection on him. As I say, I just don't get why of all three Glasgow scrum halves there, that when you know that one of them's clear outright, the third choice, and doesn't have a lot of experience and doesn't seem to have a lot of game time as a scrum half this year. So, yeah, anyway, that was a kind of side point where I was going. I don't think Healy was particularly helped by Price, who I didn't think had a great game. Um, his kicking was pretty pants, if you ask me. Um, and uh, in general, he just <laughs> apart from jumping over a seagull, he didn't really have a lot to write home about. Um, in terms of uh, the rest of the squad, um, as I say, Healy stood out. I thought Kinghorn really changed things when he came on. I actually thought the centres clicked more when Redpath came on for Harris. I thought Harris and um Harris and McDowell defended really, really well. Um, but attacking wise they were a bit blunt. Um Darcy looked a little bit off pace, but still, you know, pretty dangerous. Um I thought he would win that outside race, so he normally does. I don't know whether he didn't I don't know whether he should have just backed himself and not tried to do that little goose step before. Um eh, he tried to round the centre for Italy um, and that might have got him round there quicker because that's the type of try you'd normally expect him to score. Um, I thought Kyle Stame was serviceable but maybe just doesn't have, lacks a bit of the sort of cutting edge that Darcy and Duhan have. So will definitely, for me, be in the World Cup squad because he's versatile, he can cover centre as well as, um, I think he can play a bit of full um, but I don't think he's going to trouble the the selectors for being in the t- in the 23, unless there's an injury to Duhan or Darcy. Um, so anyway, um, the other the other standout performer was Rory Darge. I thought Rory Darge for me was actually the player of the game. I thought Healy getting it was a little bit of a kind of, well, it's his first start and he played really well. But I think Darge was immense in that game. Um, incidentally, I know a lot of people get on the case of having Sebastian, but I think having Sebastian, Jamie Batty and Stuart McInally kind of turned the scrum situation around because the scrum was having a bit of a nightmare. Now, I appreciate the Italians have changed their scrum around and stuff as well, but they came on and were shoving the Italians around. Uh, McAnally looked pretty good in the loose um, as well, uh, and as well as that, Bayless had a pretty solid game, Um, although um, (laughs) the back row situation's a mess and it's one that I dare not um, predict at this stage for the 33. Uh, In terms of... The 23 I'd pick to play, sorry, the 33. In uh, terms of the 23 I'd pick for France um, at home. Now, bear in mind, this is the home game, so you want to get have the home crowd be happy. Um, you want to get a bit of momentum. You can almost write off an away loss in the warm-ups, whereas I don't think you can so easily with a home loss, particularly when it doesn't look to me like France are going to put out you know, Depont and the full Buna squad. So, for me, it's very important. So, this squad I've picked is pretty strong, pretty settled, except maybe a couple of debate points. So, the front row I've got is uh, Pierre Schoeman, um Stuart McAnally and Xander Fagersen. Um Now, in the Scotland squad, um, we've obviously got Turner, um, we have Ashman, McInally, and Dave Cherry, I think. Um, for me, McInally came on and I think he played really, really well against Italy. And it's a last chance for me for him to maybe lay down a marker against a top side. Um, I think on his day, McInally, for me, over the years since he started playing as a hooker, has been possibly Scotland's best hooker in the loose um, when running with the ball. And him and, well, Turner's a close second. Um, Turner is. I probably our nailed on starter and I but I don't see the point in playing him in a warm up where we know he's going to be our starter if we could test McAnally I think testing McAnally as a starter against France is quite important um, to see if, if he's your guy because I think in terms of ceiling McAnally has a way higher ceiling than Cherry um, and he's probably a better player right now than Ewan Ashman um, who has a decent ceiling but just I don't think is quite ready yet, um, so I'd pick McAnally for this game and leave Turner out altogether um, purely on the basis that we know what Turner can do, he can come in for the France away game or Georgia or whatever um, but he's a pretty solid pair of hands and I think it would be good to see what McAnally can do as a starter Xander um, Schumann are our, our starting props, we know that um, second row, a little bit of an interesting one for me, I've picked Skinner and Richie Gray um, I think Richard Gray, to be honest, has been a revelation since he got called back into the squad um, so I don't think much needs to be said as to why you pick him. Um, Skinner over Gilchrist, purely on the basis, I think Skinner could do with seeing how he gets on with Gray in, in a high pressure situation, I think Skinner is more mobile than than Gilchrist um, I think he's almost as good a line-out operator as Gilchrist, so I know that Gilchrist, you've got the leadership role of Gilchrist, but I think that Skinner I give him a start in this game and keep Gilchrist maybe back um, on the bench for it. Um, back row of Richie, um, Hamish, Watson, and Dempsey. Not much to say about that. Um, Richie sorry. Jamie Richie obviously the captain, um, so he's either going to be in the six or the seven shirt. Uh, you would imagine in the big games in the World Cup. Um, Hamish Watson, um, I think possibly is slightly behind Darge at the moment. Um and possibly there's maybe even thoughts of Richie starting at seven and, and Fagerson being at six with Dempsey at eight. I think you've got to give Hamish Watson that run against the France side to see what he can do and to see where he is. because um, he seems to have, you know, declined a little bit from the Lions tour. I think he's maybe played a lot he's played a lot of rugby. I think we need to see where he is. He's had a bit of time off, let's see if he's back to his Hamish Watson pinballing dominant self. Um Dempsey, for me, is just a big, mean ball carrier um, who I'd like to see start against France. I think he would be good in that role and I think this back row for me could be pretty exciting, could be the back row for for the, the um, South Africa game to start. Maybe with Mish drop, giving way to Darge, maybe with Mish giving way to Fagersen, um, or maybe even Dempsey on the bench, I don't know. But... Uh, that that is my back row um 9 and 10 fairly obvious now who are starting 9 and 10 are ben white is surpassed ali price um i think ben white is a really top prospect uh, he's got that ability to kick really well but also that just that eye for the try line i think ali's kind of ali price i don't know if he's had it coached out of him but he seems to have lost a little bit um and uh, Finn Russell is obviously starting 10 and you know, he gets called Maverick, whatever, but he is our starting ten, he's phenomenal. Um wings, uh I've got Duhan and Darcy. Um I think Darcy was brought off for the purpose of playing in the France game. Um I'd like to see him in the back the back three with uh Duhan. Um I think that's our strongest wing pairing that we can have. Um he's Darcy didn't have his best game against Italy, he missed a tackle against Monte Ione um, he got his foot wrong for the tackle, and then, as I say, probably would have wanted to run in the other try, but he took his two tries well. That chase for the charge down, which almost led to the Stuart McAnally try, which almost led to a try from Stuart McAnally, was there's few wingers in the world can do that. Um, and then at fullback, I've got Kinghorn. Uh so probably divide the audience a little bit. But I think Kinghorn, when he came on, made a real difference to our attack. He was hitting lines, he was popping up uh, as a second a second receiver. I think Kinghorn is our fifteen now. I, I know that Ollie Smith's good, but I think Kinghorn is our fifteen. I think he's got a better boot than Ollie Smith as well. Um Ollie Smith seems to two or three times now, and I appreciate that, you know, you're watching games, he's under pressure and stuff, as even for me to sit here, the a big fat forward, that can kick anything, and say that, you know, Ollie Smith, um, his kicks are a bit low, for my liking, they don't they seem kind of duffed, almost like, you know, he's taking a big divot out the ground, or thinned it, or something, so, I think he's, um, yeah, for me, Ollie Smith is great, he's a prospect, but he's not quite there yet, and I think you've got to start Blair Kinghorn, um, in in the World Cup. If you're playing for South Africa, you've got Blair Kinghorn with Darcy and Duhan on the wings, I think. Um, in terms of centre pairing, I did swither whether to suggest Redpath um start at centre, um with Tupolato or with Hugh Jones. Um just to give him a start uh and see how he how he kicks on. Um but I went with the tried and tested Tupolato and Jones. Um it's the best centre pairing we've got in terms of chemistry at the moment. Um, I personally would quite like to see Redpath with one of the two of them, just to see what the chemistry is like. Redpath's a bit more of a baller than Tupolotto. um and and, and Jones in a sense of his distribution, uh, but he's not as good a runner as either of them, so I'd like to see maybe him just in as an option, you know, for an end-of-game option or whatever, um, to see how he gets on there. Um, we'll probably take four centres, so... You think plot and Jones, probably Harris um, will go, but that four centre spots between Redpath and McDowell um, f- for me. So um, I think that's that's going to be an interesting little tussle. But I think I think on balance, Redpath will probably hold on to it just based on experience. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, in terms of the bench, I have brought Ashman in. Um, at six, uh, the uh, reserve hooker position. I think we need to see what he's got. Um, uh, potentially off the bench, we kind of know what Cherry's going to do. So, you know, you can save Cherry for the next France game and then still pick him on the World Cup squad. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference if he plays one or two games. You're going to know you know about Cherry, um, and we know about Turner. and We th- would all imagine that Turner is the nailed on. Like starter or the nail done hooker that's definitely going and it's a fight between the other three for the remaining sort of couple of spots um, Batty and Nell, uh, I thought Batty kind of outshone Sutherland at the, the weekend I'm normally a big Sutherland fan but I think Batty's kind of earned another, another stint from the bench I don't see Batty as much of a starter, I think he's more of a kind of bench guy, he seems to have a lot of impact off the bench, he's quite a good scrummager to bring on at the end of the game as well um, and Nell is obviously a stalwart, great scrummager, you know. And I think he's he's got to get a little bit of a run out before before uh, the World Cup, and I think the France at home games are the place to do it. He's probably another person's maybe looking to retire at the end of the World Cup as well. So um, hopefully he will get one last one last run out at Murrayfield, uh, whether it's against France or Georgia. Um, Gilchrist, I mentioned earlier why I picked Skinner to start over Gilchrist. I think Gilchrist has got to be on the bench and got to get a bit of a run so he can come on with either of those two. Um, Fagerson, I've picked over Darge and I think there is an argument for Darge to go on the bench in this game considering just how well he played in the weekend, how well he handled being captain at the weekend, but I think for me, if Fagerson's not starting, he should be in the 23 at all times. um He's a big game player, Fagerson. I don't I think I've ever really seen a game where Fagerson's been bad. Um, certainly not for Scotland. Um, he's good ball carrier. He's strong. He can get over ball as well, almost like a, a seven at times. I think he covers the back three, uh, the back row very, very well. So he can cover all three positions if you need him to. Um, so I, I, I bring him in and give Darge, give Darge a bit of a, a breather. Um, they actually took... Uh, no, they didn't. They took Crosby off, but <laughs> um, but I think yeah, I think for me, um, Fagerson should should come in at twenty, and, and the in the backup second row. There is a you know theory whether or not you do six two split against like a France or South Africa, but I think for me, you stick with five three. I, I don't think Scotland strengths in having a six two split. I think Scotland strengths in having like. Forwards who feel are fit and can go on and make a bit of an impact and then chuck the ball about, um, and you know that's our best hope. <laughs> We're not going to win arm wrestles against France and South Africa and Ireland. Uh, we might win by opening them up somehow. Um, Horn uh, for second uh, second scrum half. I actually think Horn was done dirty in the Six Nations and should have been on the bench for all of all of the games. Um, I don't quite understand. Why they brought Price in um, over Horn? I thought Horn was brilliant in his cameos against all against England and and the like. Um, Healy, uh, I think, should stay in the twenty three for this. That's likely to be the best hope for him in the big game. Is to is to play um, as the second stand off the sub. Um, if we are doing five three, then he he comes in. If we're not doing a five three, then that's where the argument for maybe Hastings is. Um but even then Healy has covered fullback for Munster. Um I he's a 10, but he has covered there. Um so you know there's there's no harm in them him um being on the on the bench even in that situation, I think. Um and then twenty-three twenty-three is a weird one because you could have a winger, um, because you've got Russell who can cover centre. Um, but then you've got Kinghorn who can cover the whole back three. Um you got Jones who can go into full fullback. Um, you got Tua Pilotto who's played wing. Uh, you know you, you've got options there, so I, I've went with Redpath because I think um, he's done quite well in his role coming on, and he's got a bit of a boot as well. And I think you know potentially if you're up in a game against likes of France or whatever, you want to you want to close the game out. Um, the likes of Healy and the likes of Redpath who've got like good good kicks from hand of if, it if, on them it could be quite helpful you know maybe bringing redpath on for for jones for example and, and kicking to out to 13 or or bringing him on for tupoloto and, and kicking corners between him and maybe healy coming on i don't know but i think i think the redpath deserves another run out um this upcoming weekend um essentially that's it. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of go through it. I can't be bothered typing loads of tweets or X's. Um, I just wanted to to go through that. Um, hopefully, I'll get to do it next week for the the following France game. Maybe have a bit a small review about that game as well. Um, so yeah, that's it. In summary, um, shout out to the seagull. Thought the seagull did really well in the game. Um, I actually hope the seagull's okay. To get a bit of a kick in the head from one of the forwards. I can't remember who. I think Ali Price missed it, which was fortunate because if he, I think if that seagull went up, Ali Price was doing a face plant. Um, So, you know, it was, (laughs) the seagull was for 20 minutes the most entertaining part of that game. Um, Do I think the Italy game is something we should dwell on? No. Uh, If you're thinking, oh, the Italy game was terrible, then I think you probably are right. But first World Cup warm up, a lot of lads in their unusual positions. Dard's captain for the first time. Healy's first start. Murphy Walker's first start. Cami Henderson's first cap. Um, Stafford McDowell's first cap and first start. Um, unusual centre pairing. You know, it was it was a strange game in terms of who was playing where. So I think you know. Let's not dwell on that. So anyway, that that is me. As I say, guys, if you could go and look up Raffle I'll put the link in. I always put the link on Twitter as well Um, and, uh, and Chuck, in, chuck in. it's three quid tenner. it's a 50-50 draw so you get half the pot Um, get your pals tenner, what have you that would be grand if not thanks for listening cheers <laughs>